What's doing, everybody? Today is Tuesday, July 25th. Barack Obama's personal chef drowns in a shallow pond right behind his Martha's Vineyard estate. And if you ask any questions about it, you're a conspiracy theorist. Meanwhile, Carly Russell tells Jesse Smollett to hold her beer. And Ron DeSantis says slavery was a good thing? No, but that's exactly what the left wants you to believe. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation, but I cannot do that anymore. That is why I decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lace Show. So hit the follow button, and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. All right. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching the broadcast live on Rumble here, please hit the share button down there to help get as many people onto the live broadcast as possible. If you're listening or following along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please follow, share, leave a comment, rating, review, whatever you can do to help boost the podcast up. I got three major stories to hit you guys with here today, and I do have an amazing guest announcement for someone who will be joining me here on Thursday. I'll drop that right at the end of today's broadcast. I think you guys will be excited about it. Also, I do have to mention that I'm only about 25 days away from swimming across the Hudson River with a bunch of Navy SEALs as they honor all those who died on 9-11 as well as their brothers who died on Extortion 17. It's going to be a very monumental task for myself. It's a long swim from New Jersey to New York. Uh, there's a bunch of pull-ups and uh, push-ups involved in this. Uh, so it's going to be a, they're doing it for a major cause. It's to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. I've been there with the SEALs the last two years, interviewing them, uh, recording video of them uh, doing the swim. And this year, it's going to be an, an incredible, I think it's going to be their biggest one yet. I know that a lot of the guys, uh, some of them who have been on the show, like Will Kane, Pete Hegseth from over on Fox, Carl Higby from Newsmax is going to be doing the swim, and a lot of the SEALs that I've had the honor of interviewing. Uh, so I'm trying to raise money and do my part, and I'm going to be swimming across the Navy Seal, uh, across the Hudson River, right alongside the Navy SEALs. If you can help me out, I got my campaign, the link down there in the description below of today's podcast episode. Tap the link. All the money goes to the Navy SEAL Foundation, which helps, which goes directly to the families of fallen Navy SEALs, wounded Navy SEALs. They take care of the Navy SEALs. That's what the Navy SEAL Foundation is all about. If you want to find out more about them and my campaign, click the link down below. All right, so just like I said at the top here, President Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama's personal chef, drowned in a shallow pond behind his Martha's Vineyard mansion. Uh, and, and this is a guy, by the way, too, this is a multi-million dollar estate that Obama lives in. The same guy who was worth about $300,000 before he entered into the White House. And now his estimated net worth is like $70 million plus. He's got mansions all over the place. Got one in Hawaii, got one in D.C., got one in Chicago, and of course the one here on Martha's Vineyard. Now, we know, of, of course, first things first, uh, the man's name, Tafari Campbell. God bless him and his family. Prayers with him. He's a young dad. Uh, got a young family, 45 years old. This is a tragic death. There's no doubt about that. But something doesn't seem right about what has happened here. And the moment you start to ask questions, the left goes absolutely bonkers, calling you a conspiracy theorist, uh, telling you that 
Oh my God, this guy died. Don't ask any questions. Uh, who do you think you are? The same people that sit up at night and watch, uh, you know, Law and Order and crime drama TV shows and listen to cr- true crime podcasts are telling you, oh, don't ask any suspicious questions about this. But something doesn't make sense because Tafari was a, a very good swimmer. There was, there was reports online that he couldn't swim, didn't know how to swim. That was proven to be false. His own social media account documents him learning to swim, becoming a swimmer, and eventually becoming a really good swimmer. So this wasn't a guy that didn't know how to swim at all. And he's paddleboarding along with somebody else uh, in the pond right behind the Martha's, uh, Martha's Vineyard mansion of the former president. Now, he is the personal chef. He was a sous chef for President Obama while President Obama was the president in the White House. Obama liked him so much, asked him to come with him to his personal residence to be the personal chef, and they've known each other for a very long time. So, of course, the first time you hear this, automatically you think, what did this guy find out? Was he murdered? Was he rubbed out? Now, it seems like that's a, an obvious question to ask. Here's a guy who's a, an excellent swimmer, drowns in about six to eight feet of water, uh, paddle boarding. There's somebody else there with him. Who is that? There's a lot of questions to be asked here. What did, did his wife have an insurance policy out on the guy? Uh, how does this happen? Is the guy drunk? What do we know about this story? There are cameras, I would imagine. Well, then again, there's cameras everywhere except where the bag of cocaine was left in the White House. But I'm sure Secret Service has cameras all over Barack Obama's mansion out there. And so, you know, the guy who tells you that he's oppressed and preaches Marxism with the, with the multi-million dollar mansion on Martha's Vineyard that doesn't want any illegal immigrants to invade. Yeah, that Barack Obama. So we have to figure that there's cameras everywhere. Why can't we ask any questions about this? So now, again, these are things that, you know, you always ask questions when these things seem coincidental. What a coincidence. Like when we go back to 2013, we take a little flashback. Loretta Fuddy who was the same person that verified Barack Obama's birth certificate. Now, we all remember the birthing saga that went on. Is Barack Obama really a U.S. citizen? Is he not? Where's his birth certificate? We don't see it. So Barack Obama finally produced a copy of his birth certificate, and it was verified. So who verified his birth certificate? It was Loretta Fuddy. Now, what happened to Loretta Fuddy? Well, in 2013, she tragically died in a plane crash. Wow, what a coincidence. Sad, sad for her and her family. Uh, but there were eight people on the on the plane, and she was the only one who died. Take a look at this in case you uh, forgot. We'll f- refresh your memory. The only fatality was Hawaii Health Director Loretta Fuddy. She gained notoriety in 2011 after President Obama asked her to release his birth certificate amid speculation he was born outside the United States. Fuddy's exact cause of death is still under investigation. All right, so what a coincidence, right? The the person that verified his birth certificate ends up mysteriously dead in a plane crash. What a tragedy. Now, here's another guy. Now, of course, we don't know what happened. And we also are not allowed to ask any questions about what happened. And so I, I put a poll out on Twitter yesterday. Just to kind of get a pulse of, the, of my followers or of people on Twitter, I put, what happened to Obama's chef? I'll put it on a board here. Murder, accident. And so far, 838 votes, 85% say murder, 15% say accident. All right, so there's two takeaways here. One is that it's possible that there was some kind of nefarious activity that went on here or some kind of mystery or foul play involved in this poor young man's death, Tafari Campbell. The second thing 
is that we will most likely never find out what that is. There is a good chance that there, if this was some kind of a hit job, we would never be able to find out what the truth was. Maybe 60 years from now when someone unclassifies some kind of documents or something like that, we would find out, oh, hey, by the way, that guy got whacked out. But we don't know. And chances are we probably never will. Just like the 50-odd people that have mysteriously killed themselves that are connected directly to Hillary Clinton. We're not allowed to know about any of that either. We're just told, yep, this is exactly what happened. Shut up, accept our answer, and move on. Now, could you imagine for a second if this was a Trump staffer that died at Mar-a-Lago in the same fashion? The people on the left would be going on with the memes. They'd be going on. All kinds of craziness would be going on. And whatever they said would be absolutely true. Whatever CNN reported about the death would be absolutely true. This one, if you say anything other than it was a, just a freak accident, then you're a nut job. But it just so happens that conspiracy theorists have been kind of on the money in the last five years. And everything, every, every single thing that they've been saying seems to, seems to come true. Not saying that, and I, again, here, just let me state this. I'm not saying that something mysterious uh, happened. I'm not saying that the guy was murdered. All I'm saying is, is it possible? Is there a possibility that this guy was murdered, uh, Tafari Campbell? Is it possible that he found out some information he shouldn't have? Is it is it a domestic issue? Is it a, uh, is it a, a, does he have a gambling issue? Is it an alcohol? Who knows what this could be? But it seems pretty substantial that it happened right behind the mansion of the former president of the United States and that the guy, the victim, Tafari, is his personal chef. So there are questions, and I think the public does deserve to have some answers here. So will there be an investigation about this that's going to be public? Will we see any video surveillance tape from Barack Obama's mansion? I don't know, but that remains to be seen. Again, hearts and prayers to the Campbell family. This guy, again, mentioned was a young man, had a young family. And it's very tragic when anybody dies. But then again, we should be allowed to ask questions when things like this happen. Case in point is this next story. and It's a perfect segue into it. Carly Russell, we were told the tale... Well, she told us the tale, and we were supposed to believe it, that she was abducted. Now, this is the woman in Alabama. I'll put the picture on the board here for you guys to see. This was a top story uh, a week ago or so when she was snatched off the street uh, by what she claimed was a guy in an 18 with red hair and an 18 wheeler who was uh, there was she found a toddler running in the road, only wearing a diaper. She chased after the, the baby for 600 or six lengths of six football fields. The guy snatched her up, made her take her clothes off, took pictures of her. She ended up in some crazy room. She escaped. She showed up at the front doorstep. The parents were all, oh, thank God. Meanwhile, they had cops and resources all scouring all over Alabama looking for this young lady. Here were the parents' reaction when she was taken, look, when she was found again. Here, take a look at the reaction. Carly has given detectives her statement um, so that they can continue to pursue her abductor. Do you believe that there's an abductor still out there? Absolutely. What happened Saturday night? Did you just get a knock at the door? Anything leading to, to the case itself, we, we can't discuss that. There were actual, actually just so many calls and texts from people who maliciously lied to us. I just didn't know people could be so evil. She's having to deal with the trauma of people just making completely false allegations about her. Right, and here's just a little bit more background on the story. 
After a desperate two-day search, 25-year-old Carly Russell is safe. Police say she returned home alone on foot last night. A man who says he's a close friend of Russell posted on Instagram she was literally fighting for her life for 48 hours. He goes on to characterize her disappearance as a kidnapping, adding until she is physically and mentally stable again, she's not able to give any updates on her kidnapper. Shortly after, Russell's mother posted on Facebook thanking God for her return. Police are working to determine where the nursing student has been since Thursday night when she called 911 and then a relative to report seeing a child alone on the side of the dark highway. Russell's car and some of her belongings, including her cell phone and Apple Watch, were found at the scene, but no sign of a child. All right, now again, conspiracy theorists started to question this entire narrative and say maybe Carly Russell is a Jesse Smollett type of character here. Uh, Could it be possible that this girl faked her own kidnapping? Now, the minute you suggested that, you were called either a racist or you were called a conspiracy theorist. How could you say that about this woman? Look at the trauma this woman been through. And you don't have the decency to respect this girl and save your stupid comments to yourself? That's what you heard on Twitter if you questioned it. I know I think Candace Owens was somebody who right out of the gate said, I smell a rat here. Uh, Something about this young woman's story didn't seem to make any sense. Well, the story starts to unravel a little bit on Carly Russell when they produce her search results or search history on Google. I'll put them on the board here so you can see and get an idea of what I'm talking about. Here is her search items on Google. You have to pay. Do you have to pay for an Amber Alert or search? How to take money from a register without being caught. Birmingham bus station. One way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville. The movie Taken. Information about Amber Alerts were on her work computer. Other searches that police say reveal her mindset that won't be released. Which probably include how to fake a kidnapping. Because what happened? The story unraveled. And she wasn't able. Now, the boyfriend sticks up for her with the social media post there. You heard the parents, uh, you know, how dare how dare these people question my daughter and shame on you. She's been through a tragic event. Well, it all unfolded and she gave a statement to her lawyer to be released yesterday. Here it is. There was no kidnapping on Thursday, July 9th, 13th, 2023. My client did not see a baby on the side of the road. My client did not leave the Hoover area when she was identified as a missing person. My client did not have any help in this incident, but this was a single act done by herself. My client was not with anyone or any hotel with anyone from the time she was missing. My client apologizes for her actions to this community, the volunteers who were searching for her, to the Hoover Police Department and other agencies as well, as to her friends and family. We ask for your prayers for Carly as she addresses her issues and attempts to move forward, understanding that she made a mistake in this matter. Carly, again, ask for your forgiveness and prayers. Okay, so the jig is up. There was no way for her to continue with this uh, hoax. She had to come out and say, I I I faked the whole thing. There was no way she was going to get away with it any further. Too many questions were being asked. The police, I, I think, right from the jump, knew right away something was wrong with this. However, it costs 
the town, the city, the state, lots of money for looking for this young lady. Not to mention Crime Stoppers raised over $63,000 to help with the search, which as of right now, they say they're not refunding. So if you donated money to help the search for this young lady, you're not getting that money back, even though there was no young lady missing. Now, let me tell you what this is going to do. And, you know, people that are so concerned about this and finally looked into this and seen, you know what, there are a lot of young black women that go missing in this country. There's, according to the estimate, there's about 15,000 right now missing, open missing cases of black women in this country. Now, what happens when you have a case like this with a Carly Russell, who's, we don't know the motive yet. We don't know if she was trying to maybe hustle the community out of money if she was trying to maybe get away from uh, some kind of responsibility, if she's just a, a mental nutcase, we don't know the motive just yet what's going on with this Carly Russell. I'm sure we will get to the bottom of that and the motive will come out down the line. But if you remember, when Gabby Petito went missing, I think it was last year, uh, a little bit longer than that, it was a nationwide story. All the press picked up on it. It was viral all over social media. People were saying, oh, you know, why are you focusing on this white girl that's missing? There's a lot of uh, black women that are missing, too. Why are you just focusing on this? Which, to Gabby Petito's uh, credit, her father now has a foundation where he is uh, bringing awareness to all missing women. I think we're missing people, but specifically missing women in America. And he's doing a phenomenal job with his foundation. But there are a lot of young black women that are missing in this country. And when you have somebody like Carly Russell hustling people out of donations, you have people that were donating whatever they could in order to help with this investigation. Do you think those people are most are, are likely going to donate the next time there's a reported young lady that's missing? No. What this girl did is damage it for so many legitimate missing girls out there because now people it's just like what happens with the fake news you get so immune to it you're so tired of being hustled by the fake news you never you you're, you're it's the boy who cried wolf you never believe the stories that you hear anymore because you just assume that they're fake it's like when you watch these videos on tiktok or instagram and then you're like and then someone tells you oh no no that's just a, a hoax and you're like, what? Oh, it's a stage thing. A lot of these comedy videos you see that are on there, the girl's painting and she falls back and that paint hits her face. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Then you look down, it's like, oh, it was a staged event. So people are getting tired of just getting faked out. And here you go with this Carly Russell who fakes everybody out. What the purpose is, I don't know. But the damage is going to be irreputable. And this woman should pay a price. Now, should she do prison time? I don't know. Should there be a, a monetary fine? I don't know. I don't know what the punishment should be, but she cannot get away with nothing. There has to be some kind of charges and penalties for what this woman did. Now, the parents and the boyfriend are coming out and saying, they're, oh, stop bullying her. You guys are bullying her. Leave her alone. Uh, let her have time to heal. Uh, you know, you should, you know, she apologized or that. No, the, the, you know, yeah, pray for her. Yes. But apologize and let it go. Absolutely not. This woman deserves to be held accountable for what she did. Not only did she cost taxpayer money with the resources that were out there on the street looking for this woman, but she puts a bad, uh, puts everybody else that truly is missing in a very bad position, even worse than the one they're already in. Because now you have half of the people that, that, are, that were interested in this, now they, they're, not, they're most likely not going to get involved the next time it happens. So shame on this young lady for doing it. Did she trick the parents or did the parents know? Did she trick the boyfriend or did the boyfriend know? 
Now, see, if you asked these questions a week ago, you were a conspiracy theorist, a racist, and a terrible overall person with no moral values. But now, yesterday, I'd find out that, oh, everything you thought was actually true. This girl wasn't missing. There was no little kid. And there was no tragedy. There was no miracle that she showed up on the front doorstep. The whole thing was a hoax. So you were fooled. You were bamboozled. You've been hoodwinked. And so many people are getting sick and tired of it. Just like the people that donated to Black Lives Matter. How many people donated money to Black Lives Matter only to find out that the people that they were donating to were buying mansions with the money? Right? How many times are you going to do this? People are getting sick and tired of it. And when you see stuff like this, it's going to hurt. It really does. And I pray for all those missing. And if you guys have had a chance to see Sound of Freedom, it really puts the spotlight on human trafficking, child sex trafficking. It's a real epidemic that's going on. That, those are the stories that need to be told, the true stories about what's happening for, you know, to so many young kids in this country, not these stories that, that fly all over the Internet and like, oh, my God, look at this. As I mentioned, you got at least 15,000 uh, currently that are uh, open cases that are missing just black women alone in this country. There's a lot of open cases for all kinds of children in this country. So shame on this. Uh, Carly Russell, and shame on her family if they were involved in it. I would only imagine she didn't do this alone, although the lawyer is trying to, you know, uh, he's trying to tell you, swear up and down that she she did it on her own. I highly, highly doubt that she did. Uh, it doesn't seem like she was um, capable of doing it on her own. I think this girl has some kind of mental health issue. Maybe this was a plot by the family to try to come out with money. Who knows? We'll find out, and I will be glad to update it. If there is any updates to provide. Next story here. Last one I want to hit you guys with. Ron DeSantis is being accused. And we've seen this playbook before. Ron DeSantis is being accused of saying, oh, slavery slavery was a good thing and it was uh, beneficial. And that is not what has happened here. Now, this story, to give you a little backstory on this, this is about the Florida middle school or the Florida school curriculum and how to teach slavery in the classroom. Now, the curriculum was put together, not by Ron DeSantis, and you'll be surprised to find out who actually put the curriculum together. But here's the video of Kamala Harris, uh, you know, going on her fake outrage tear about Ron DeSantis and trying to just erase slavery from the books. Take a listen. This is unnecessary to debate whether enslaved people benefited from slavery. Are you kidding me? Are we supposed to debate that? Let us not be distracted by what they're trying to do, which is to create unnecessary debates to divide our country. Wow, listen to Kamala Harris go on a tear here. How dare Ron DeSantis? Now, Kamala Harris, who's not African-American herself, but she is so upset about this, and she will jump on any single race-baiting issue she can, she can get her teeth on. She loves this stuff. She lives for it. Even if it's fake and false, she loves it because it's the narrative she thrives on. It's the one she loves to, to hit the most, although it holds no water. Now, the people that actually crafted the school curriculum are African-American, not Ron DeSantis. He did not create the curriculum of how slavery should be taught in the middle schools in Florida. It wasn't his decision to do it. This was what was agreed to by the African-Americans who came up with it, one of them being a prominent civil rights figure who helped craft Florida's uh, history standards whose great-grandfather happened to be a slave as well. So here is Dr. William B. Allen, who is uh, asked to comment on this curriculum and on Kamala Harris's response to it. Take a listen. 
only criticism I've encountered so far is a single one that was articulated by the vice president, and which was an error. As I stated in my response to the vice president, it was categorically false. It was never said that slavery was beneficial to Africans. What was said, and anyone who reads this will see this with clarity, it is the case that Africans proved resourceful, resilient, and adaptive, and were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit, both while enslaved and after enslavement. Okay, there you go. Again, now he is asked here if he thinks the wording of the curriculum should be amended. Should we change it? Because there's been so much backlash. This is obviously so racist. This is obviously such a terrible thing. They're trying to erase uh, slavery. Here it is. Should we change the Should we change the language? Here's his response. Do you, Do you think the wording should be amended? I do not. No, I, I think it would be effectively to erase people's history. And let me illustrate that for you, if I may. Uh, my great-grandfather is someone who came from the islands and who was enslaved here, and whose own resourcefulness, resilience, and adaptiveness was certainly instrumental in producing for his family, his descendants, the ability to prosper here in this country. Hence, from his resourcefulness, we derive benefits. I think anyone who would try to change that language would be denying that great-grandfather Sidipus made any contribution. I certainly could not endorse doing that. Okay, so there you go. He does not believe it should be rewritten. Because, again, here is the thing. What the, what the left does and what the Democrats do so well is build up a straw man argument and then knock it down, which is exactly what they did uh, to, to Larry Elder. The same thing. I had him on a couple of weeks ago. He talked just about how they did that same thing to him. Take a listen. In fact, during slavery, Alec, a black kid was more likely to be born under a roof with his biological mother and biological father than today. By the way, when I said that on, on Fox and Friends once, headline in, in one of the left-wing publications was, Elder says blacks were better off during slavery. Mm-hmm. No, Elder didn't say that. I, I just simply said, you're more likely to be born under a roof with your biological mother and biological father than, than now. What does that say about the welfare state? What does that say about the hammer that the Democratic Party and the left has taken to the nuclear intact family? That's my point. Right. So if you listened to what Larry Elder said, he said that a black child had a better chance of being born in the house, in the same house with his biological mother and his biological father than the child does today. Now, that's not that's not saying slavery was a good thing. That's saying what's happening today is a bad thing. That's what he's pointing out. He's pointing out the fact that there are so many fathers missing in the black community that more black children were born during slavery with their father in the home is what he's trying to say. He's not saying, as he admits right there, when he said it on Fox, they accused him of saying, oh, slavery was a great thing. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, look at how bad it is now. This is how bad the fatherless epidemic is. That's what he's pointing out there. But right away, they try to make a straw man argument, just like they did with Don't Say Gay. You had a bunch of Democrats running around all year last year going, gay, 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 because they were telling you that you were forbidden to say the word gay in Florida, which wasn't true. There was nothing in the bill that Governor DeSantis passed that said you can't say gay. What the bill was, was you are not allowed to teach sex to kindergarten, first, second, and third graders. That was the bill that they called don't say gay bill. But there's still people that are walking around today, around the streets and around the country that think Florida had a bill that was called don't say gay. 
and told people that they were forbidden to say the word when it's not true. You still have people in this country who think somebody actually said hands up, don't shoot and was shot. It was totally false, a total false narrative. But there's still people that believe these things. And this is what they're trying to do. It's not important about what's actually happening or what's said. The narrative must move and it must sell. And once it gets out there and embedded in the hearts and minds of the public, that's all that matters. Job is done. That's it. They rush to that. They did the same thing with the Russia gate, the Russia, Russia, Russia with Trump. They knew the story was false. They didn't care. It was more about embedding it in the minds of the people. Once it takes hold, that's it. The truth doesn't change that now. No matter how many truths come out about the Trump-Russia collusion, people will never, ever believe it. They'll never believe it because they've already bought into the lie. And we've seen that same tactic over and over again. And here it is again. They're telling you, oh, DeSantis says slavery wasn't such a bad thing. False. Not what he said. But so many people are going to believe it, run with the ball, and easily, it's easy to knock that down. Of course you can attack it. I would attack it. I would be anti-DeSantis if he said something like that. But that's not what he said. And again, it's more about, again, we hear this a lot with the whole uh, slavery in the United States. If they wanted to tell the true story of slavery in the United States, slavery of the African trade slave, it begins with black people enslaving blacks in Africa, and it ends with white people dying to free the slaves in the United States. That's the, that's the beginning and end of the slavery story. That's how it begins, and that's how it ends. So that's the history of it. Now, the, the, if it was up to the left, they would erase the entire Civil War. It really bothers the left that hundreds of thousands of white Americans died to free the slaves. Nothing bothers them more than that. That's the history they want to erase. That's the history that the left wants to erase and annihilate from the history books. They don't want you to know that hundreds of thousands of white Americans died because they were anti-slavery. They don't want you to know that piece of history. That is to be forbidden from the history books. They want you to believe that every single white American person was pro-slavery. That's what they want the history books to teach. And that's not the truth. And that's not what should be taught. There were great Americans that stood up against the ridiculousness that was slavery and ended it. But they don't want you to know that. The story they wanted to, it's the same thing with why the left banned To Kill a Mockingbird. Talk about banning books, right? The left, the Democrats are the ones that banned To Kill a Mockingbird. Why did they do that? Why did they ban the book? Because they don't want the, the, the white savior. That's the whole reason why they, they banned the book. They don't want you to read about a white guy who actually did something to help the black community. They don't want you to read that story. That's why they banned it. It's the same reason why you're going to see Snow White, the one that's now a Colombian Snow White, even though the storybook says she had uh, skin as white as the driven snow, we now have a Colombian Snow White. And you know what? The woman who plays the Snow White says the prince doesn't save her at the end. You know why? It's because we can't have the white prince saving the day. Whether it's a white prince or not, I don't even know. The prince could be Puerto Rican for all I know. I don't know what kind of color the prince is going to be. I don't know what they've come up with. Could be a tranny. Uh, who knows? We'll see. We know that there's no dwarfs. There's only one little person that's in the movie. Right? They've, re- they, they've whitewashed the little people from uh, the Seven Dwarfs, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So who knows? We'll see what happens with that. But that's the whole idea. They don't want the hero of the story, which the hero of the slavery story is white Americans who stopped it. Those are the heroes of the story. If you look at it, that's how it all went down. That's how it ended. Great Americans stood up, said, this is a wrong. This is humanitarily wrong. We are going to do something about this and did it. 
That's the hero of the story. They don't want to tell you that, though. They want everything to be, America is 100% totally bad and evil. And that's not the truth. Did evil things happen in America? You bet your ass they did. Have we righted every single wrong in this country yet? No, we haven't. Are we working to do that? Yes, we are. Has progress been made? Yes, it has. With no help from the Democrats along a lot of it. If you look at the history of what's happened to the African Americans in this country, the Democrats voted against every single slavery bill that was put to Congress. Every single one of them, they voted against it. But then they'll tell you the lie about the big switch. Oh, the Democrats back then are the, really the, uh, the Republicans today, and the Republicans uh, back then are really the Democrats today. And that's false. They have to try to sell that lie because it's the ugly truth of their history, of their past, that they want to erase from the history books. They don't want to erase American history. They want to erase Democratic history in America. That's what they're hoping to erase because they don't want you to find out that the Democrat Party is the party of the KKK. They don't want you to see that in the history book. So we got to change that. And if we can't change it, we're going to tell you there was a switch and the Democrats were really the Republicans. It's a lie. They're hiding from their truth. Not the truth of the United States. They're trying to cover their own asses. All right. So you got me all riled up there. Or I got myself riled up. I hope you guys enjoyed those stories. Now, Thursday on the podcast here, if you guys are active on Twitter, which is now X, I guess, uh, it's, it's called X.com or however, I guess that's just it, just X. Uh, a big name over on Twitter is a man that goes by the handle DC Drano. And DC Drano, who is Rogan O'Hanley, will be here with me live on Rumble at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I hope you guys will come back from that. Uh, he's uh, obviously very popular on social media. And uh, there's a lot to discuss. So come back here Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to check out our conversation. Again, we'll be live here on Rumble. You can catch the rebroadcast on Apple or Spotify. And as I stated at the top here, I will be swimming in the Hudson River. Uh, now, I don't, I, I don't know what I'm in for here because I know that the Hudson River is kind of the, uh, you know, a toxic water, although it was cleaned up by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., so it's not as toxic as it used to be. So uh, i got to give some credit where credit is due there. Uh, still, I will be swimming where quite a few bodies have been buried. I'm sure that if we dragged that river, we could come up with some uh, lost bones down there. Maybe not as many as in the East River, but nonetheless, I will be swimming across the Hudson River with Navy SEALs and other great American patriots, great American uh, veterans. It's going to be an awesome event trying to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. Now, this is a cause that you know where your money is going. It's going directly to the Navy SEALs, their families. So check out the website, the Navy SEAL Foundation, and go down to the link in the description of this podcast. Episode, you'll find the link to my campaign. I'm trying to raise money. Uh, so if you can, any support would be appreciated. And I will be back here, as I said, on Thursday with a special guest, DC Drano. All right. God bless all of you Americans out there. God bless you, parents. God bless you, listeners. God bless our first responders and our military. And I will catch you guys Thursday. <laughs>